Hello and welcome back to the Always Moving Podcast. I am your host, Lyndon Savanto, and I am back from a prolonged hiatus, and uh, it feels good. Honestly, um, you know, it was, a, it was a time away, it was a time to reflect, and time to uh, just kind of rediscover life, right? Enjoy it. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, with that uh, kind of positive note, we're going to look more... Uh, little negative here on our Toronto Blue Jays. So, we're coming into the World Series, and as many predicted earlier, it's going to be the Texas Rangers versus the Arizona Diamondbacks. And uh, it may might not be the sexiest matchup on paper, but I, I think it's pretty good. I think it's good for the MLB. I think it's, it's good for fans. It's new, exciting teams. Like, the Texas Rangers offense is loaded. Um, just top to bottom. Some everyone can hit a homer at any moment. Uh, I like how aggressive they are on the base paths. Um, Adolis Garcia is the man. Like the Rangers are awesome, and they've been getting a lot out of uh, some of these more journeyman starters than say their superstar big name pitchers. So uh, the Rangers is it's pretty cool to see them there. They've never won a World Series. They're one of six teams to never won the World Series. So it's kind of hard. You know, not to cheer for them. But on the other end is the, or are the Arizona Diamondbacks, which um, a young up-and-coming team. They got one of the best young players in all of baseball in Corbin Carroll. He was sensational in his rookie year, so he locked up that NL Rookie of the Year. He had, I think it was like 25 home runs, 79 RBIs, and like 54 stolen bases, which is just ridiculous. But when... When you watch their games, um, you see he's ready to go. He, he steals the base, no problem. He's 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 there from the jump, and he's he's a dynamic dynamic player. And uh, his future with Arizona is just sky high. It's so bright, and uh, that's one of the things I'm enjoying about the this postseason is that um, like national audiences are given the chance to actually see players like Corbin Carroll or Adolis Garcia. Because these, I don't know, I don't want to call them smaller teams, but they're not the Yankees, they're not the Dodgers, they're not the Astros, these more, you know, less known clubs. Um, it's nice to see the national audience getting a getting a taste. They, half of the casual fans might not even know who Corbin Carroll is because they've never watched a, a Diamondbacks game or whatnot. So I think this is why it's good for the game, is it's showcasing... The incredible talent that is outside of these huge market, huge name teams, such as like the Yankees, who aren't good, or the Dodgers, who are in flux, let's say that. Um, that being said, we're going to take a look here at the Blue Jays, because there's two of them, two former members of the team, uh, as recent as last year, who will be playing for the World Series, um, Lourdes Scoriel Jr. and Gabriel Moreno. Two awesome players, two very good, you know, they get on base, they hit for average, they they just crush it. And it's another reason for us Jays fans to to cheer for them. Um, and then, on a different scale, it's also a reason to take shots at the front office who traded them both away because they're playing very prominent roles uh, during the Diamondbacks' postseason run here. So, yeah, so it, it's kind of fun to watch. It's kind of interesting to watch. Um Two guys that they were steady. They weren't mega stars. Gabe, Gabby Moreno, he's uh, one of the top catching prospects in the league. So it was tough to give him up. But Lourdes Gurriel, he's 
just he hits for average. He gets on base, and that's something that you know, I feel like the Blue Jays just missed out. It just feels back to that that uh, Jose Bautista, Encarnacion, Josh Donaldson era where it's more or less all or nothing. Like we have to slug a bunch of home runs, or we just can't can't hit in the clutch, or just get bases and keep the line moving. So kind of frustrating end of the year. We made the playoffs. Yay, that's fun. That's that's something. You gotta just make the playoffs every year. It's more appealing to free agents. It's more appealing uh, to keeping the team together, having that success. That being said, it was very, <laughs> very uh, disappointing postseason. The Minnesota Twins swept us in the wild card series. Uh, our manager John Schneider. I don't think he gained more fans throughout <laughs> throughout the postseason. You know, the big talk was. Game two of the wild card, they pulled Jose Barrios, who was having a great game, but analytics and the upstairs said that uh, it was better if they indeed pulled the red-hot start of Jose Barrios and instead used analytics to ultimately lose the game. <laughs> so that's fun. So that's a little recap of kind of how the playoffs went and uh, how the season kind of ended. Um, Vladdy had a pretty disappointing season. You know, he was good, but, you know, we expect perennial MVP-level stuff from a guy who who's done it before. So, a um, bit of an off year. Bo Bichette was great. Uh, we had some, some good contributions from some veteran players. And that kind of brings me to the, the topic of this show. This episode is about kind of five, five, six free agents that... Uh, or trade targets, maybe trade targets, but five unrestricted free agents that I think the Blue Jays should target this summer. I mean, not this summer, this winter, this offseason, and uh, kind of what they bring to the table for us. So uh, as of right now, they have a club option on Chad Green worth $9 million. Uh, He was injured for most of the year. He's been a solid bullpen, like steady bullpen arm throughout his career, so... I'm curious to see what they'll do. $9 million is quite a bit, obviously, but our bullpen is one of the things that I think we need to address. Uh, I'll be curious to see what they do there. There is a mutual option with Whit Merrifield, um, stud back in his day with the Royals. I think he's not at that level anymore, and it'll be interesting to see where they go with him. He's versatile. He can play the infield, play the outfield. Um but he's a shell of who he once was uh, when he was just a stud, kind of five-tool player for the Royals. Uh, Hyunjin Ryu, Matt Chapman, Brandon Belt, and Kevin Kiermeyer are all unrestricted free agents. Really curious to see what's going to happen with them. They're all older now. Um, they showed flashes throughout the season. Matt Chapman was sensational to start the year and then just steadily declined throughout. His defense is still dynamite. Uh, so that's something they'll need to to figure out at third base. Um, we'll see where they go from there. We got some prospects. We got some uh, some versatile infielders. So we'll see how they address the Matt Chapman thing. See what kind of money he wants. Not ruling out that he doesn't come back, but I think he will also be a kind of a hot hot ticket free agent uh, on the open market. Hyunjin Ryu, great pitcher when he's healthy. His problem is that he's never healthy. He's older now. I I'm. Not sure they're going to bring him back. Uh, I'm not saying I want them to. I like him. I thought he was great throughout his career. Uh, 
you know, when he's on, he's dynamite, but when he's off, he's brutal. Uh, but yeah, so Brandon Belt was an interesting ad. He started the season really slow, turned things around, but ultimately, you know, replaceable, I feel like. And Kevin Kiermeyer, awesome defender, uh, handsome guy. <laughs> so we'll see what they do. I'm sure he'll, um, He'll be the target of many teams looking to bolster their offense or uh, outfield defense. So we'll see how that goes. But anyway, here are five free agent targets with some honorable mentions that I think the Blue Jays could target. Number one, it's got to be Joey Votto. I love him. Canadian is probably, he says he wants to play. If he plays one more year, why not do it up in Canada? You know, he's a Canadian baseball icon arguably the greatest canadian to ever play in the mlb um he had said something where he doesn't want to stop playing and he spent his entire career with the cincinnati reds but if the reds decide that they don't want him they want to move on because they got a lot of interesting players too i think a fit with joey Votto. he can dh he can play first base he can help shift around the defense uh to address any people that leave so I think Joey Votto would be an interesting thing. He doesn't hit much for average anymore, but he showed last year he had got some pop still in his bat. And he's just a great, like, one of the best clubhouse kind of guys you can have, which I feel like the Blue Jays need right now because they have all the talent. I think they just need this this pure born and bred leader, and I think Joey Votto could provide that for the team. Last year he hit, uh, hit 14 homers, 38 RBI. He missed plenty of time with injury. But you could see the way kind of the Reds developed with him in the clubhouse as their as their leader. So uh, I think he could do that same kind of thing here with the Blue Jays. So um, yeah, Joey Votto, number one. Number two, interesting guy, uh, Reese Hoskins. So he's someone who I'm curious about because he's an unrestricted free agent. Um, the Phillies were one win away from their second consecutive World Series appearance. Uh, but he missed the entire season with a torn ACL. So I'm curious what his, his price is going to be, what his market's going to be. But he, uh, I feel like offensively, he's, a, he's an upgrade over Matt Chapman, which is something that we can look to, to kind of replace in the lineup. He's a better on-base on guy than, uh, than Chapman. And I feel like that's something that we need is, is consistent guys who can just get on base or keep the line moving. If someone gets the second... You can hit a single and score a run. It doesn't always have to be a home run. So, Reese Hoskins compared to Matt Chapman. Um, Chappie was a 790 OPS. Reese Hoskins was an 846. Uh, Chapman's strikeout percentage was a 27.2. Reese Hoskins' strikeout percentage was 24. So, he strikes out a little less, gets on a little more. And that can be all the difference in the world, really. That We just need that clutch hit here and there. And Reese Hoskins, you know, he's... Been to the World Series with the the Phillies, another veteran coming back uh, off the injury. We'll see how he does, but I think Reese Hoskins is an interesting target for the Blue Jays. Uh, if they decide to go, you know, a one-year more veteran guy, I think Justin Turner, who played last season with the Red Sox, is a an awesome add if they can do it. He's he's nearing forty. But he still got it in his bat. Like last year, he was dynamite for the Red Sox. Red Sox didn't make the playoffs for their own, you know, many, many errors. But uh, Justin Turner had a 800 OPS with a 276 average. 
The old man still hit 23 home runs and 96 RBIs. I think, again, what I was really looking at here for the Blue Jays is I think we have enough power. We hit for power. We need to hit for average. We need to get on base. This is some money ball stuff. When I point my finger at you, what do you say? He gets on base. So Justin Turner is another guy who I think can hit and hit for average. And I think we need more guys that can hit for average, not just, you know, empty power. <laughs> so Justin Turner is another guy I like. His defensive, you know, where is he going to play? He probably end up having to DH more often than not. But he can play still. He, You know, we played at third base, played first base sometimes. So he'll most likely be a DH and... Maybe he's not an everyday player, but I think he could add a lot to the Blue Jays lineup uh, in the middle somewhere. You know, the five, four, five, six spot. Probably not four, but five, six spot. Could be great. Um, So that kind of addresses where I think our offense lacked with our hits and our inability to get on base and lack of clutchnicity when runners are on base. Um, Another thing that I think we really really lacked and uh it really hurt us in the postseason was a bona fide closer now jordan romano last year was really good really solid but this year he was he was just a shell of himself he still got plenty of saves so some of his stats look good on paper but when we needed him it's especially towards the end of the season i don't know if he was fatigued or whatnot when we needed him at the end he he didn't do it he struggled for us and there was always talk of is he even going to be the closer uh, every single game? So Romano's still a fine fine option, you know, but I think we can aim a little bigger, right? I don't know if he would want to come, but Josh Hader is hitting the open market as a free agent. He's going to cost a lot of money, but he's just a significant upgrade over Jordan Romano and uh, kind of anyone else we have in that closer position. Now, does he want to come to Canada? That's a question. Is he, you know, does he, does he view Toronto like the team as a true contender? Or is he going to go take some fat money to sign with a, you know, a huge ticket team like a, like a Yankees or a Red Sox or something like that? But if we're going to aim high, let's aim for the best closer in the game, arguably, besides my man Paul Sewald with the Diamondbacks. Uh, Josh Hader was excellent again last year, and I think... It goes without saying, if you sign him, you sign one of the best at that position in the game. So, aim, shoot for the stars on this one. Uh, Josh Hader, interesting. So, my fifth spot I want to address is just another pitcher with Hyunjin Ryu, kind of uncertain what we're going to do, and we'll see what happens with, you know, trades or whatnot throughout the offseason. There's some huge name... Some big name uh, pitchers on the market. Blake Snell is going to command a massive deal. We're not going to land Blake Snell. Aaron Nola is going to hit free agency as well. I don't think we're going to hit or get Aaron Nola. He's also going to command a lot of money. We have a really good rotation. You know, Kevin Gossman, uh, Jose Barrios. You know, these guys are, they've they performed really well. I thought, uh, you know, like Chris Bassett was a nice addition. But we need a, another kind of veteran, another piece in that four five starter spot and i think it's curious now if the rangers win the world series uh i don't know he's going to leave but depending what his market looks like what kind of offer the jays can get what about jordan montgomery jordan montgomery has been excellent throughout the postseason i I feel like he's not going to want to leave texas now 
But if he does, he's just like, you know, business is business. You know, I won the World Series. I still got to go, you know, feed my family type thing. Montgomery's kind of been just steady throughout his career. And he's, but like reliably steady. Like this year, uh, during the regular season, he had a 320 ERA and a 1.193 whip. And you can just see how, you know, he's calm under pressure. He comes through for the Rangers every time. He's, he's a clutch performer. And I think... I don't know what the market's going to be. I know Hyunjin Ryu made quite a bit of money. Um, so there's going to be opening somewhere. If we can finagle Jordan Montgomery from the Rangers in the unrestricted free agent market, that that's a steal and a half, I think. And even just at a back of the end, like it might not be the sexiest name. It's not Blake Snell. But uh, Jordan Montgomery has been awesome and uh, steady throughout his career. And I think that's what we need. Consistency, consistency, and on base. Um, but yeah, those are my big five that I think we could target. We could potentially land two or three of them, and uh, I think they could be the difference between getting swept in the wild card and at least making it to the ADLS, uh, the division series, and potentially further. Uh, some honorable mentions, some guys that I'm curious about. Um, additional bullpen help, a guy coming back from, you know, his battle with leukemia and everything. Liam Hendricks of the Chicago White Sox has a $15 million club option. And that's not too, too bad, but like the White Sox are entering this rebuild. They, they uh, traded away a bunch of their veterans last year. I'm curious if they're going to want to pick up that club option for $15 million or you know, let him walk. He's in mid-30s now, and prior to his bout with leukemia, he was one of the best closers in baseball. Uh, from 2019 to 2022, before he had his time away, he had a 2.26 ERA with 114 saves and a 0.883 whip. And I think Liam Hendricks could be that that presence at the back. And even if him and Romano were to split, maybe they don't have a designated closer but they just kind of alternate back and forth or compete with each other i think having a guy like that could even you know push romano to be better than he was last year so liam hendricks is an interesting an interesting choice if he does not get his option picked up and some other other honorable mention guys that i think you know could be a one-year deal or could be more affordable kind of interested uh to see what happens with michael brantley of the Houston Astros, you know, he's friends with George Springer. Maybe they can uh, figure something out. He, I think he was supposed to actually come a couple years ago, and then he re-signed with the Astros. Um, J.D. Martinez was a, another steady year, gets on base, hits for power, but he hits for average as well. Uh, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. And um, a really low-key, like maybe one-year cheap deal, Gio Urshela could be a... a a fit at third base. He um, He's a great defender. He's coming off injuries, so we'll see how he does. Great defender, but again, he can get hits, and he hits for a good average. Not a lot of pop, but uh, we don't need that all the time. We have some boppers, you know. We need a guy who just keeps the line moving, keep the hit going, advance the runner. And Gio Urshela is a solid pro. Maybe like a one-year, I don't know, $6 million deal could... Uh, could be interesting. So those are some of the names I think the Blue Jays should target this offseason. Obviously, uh, hey, Shohei Otani would be great, but I doubt he's coming. 
But those are some realistic names I think we could target. And if we go big, I think Josh Hader might be the one to go for. So either way, feels good to, to get that one out there. I'm back, hopefully. Uh, it's just good to talk to you. Missed you. Um, this episode has been brought to you by the Chatter Network. Awesome collection of podcasts. Uh, pretty much all based in the Washington, the Tacoma, Washington area. And I'm our uh, designated East Coast guy. Um, but go check them out. Uh, there's some awesome shows. They keep adding new ones more and more uh, as we go along. So Chatter Network, go check them out. Awesome guys involved there. And uh, enjoy the World Series. Go watch. There's no, there's no playoffs better than the MLB playoffs. Every single pitch, every single you know, swing has just carries it over. There's no... Better drama in any sport playoffs than the MLB. Say what you want about the regular season, and I get it. It's long. 162 games is a long time. But the MLB playoffs is the best playoffs in sports. Come at me. Either way, this has been your host, Lyndon Savanto. And as we say around here, let's keep this thing moving. <laughs>